How can we make the world better? By making ourselves better. The Dr. Joe Show explores how you can make positive personal change by using his groundbreaking and highly effective I Am approach to understand who we are and why we do what we do. Your small changes can have big effects. Join us now for the Dr. Joe Show with Mark Stiles of Stiles Law and your host, Dr. Joe Schrand. Welcome to the Dr. Joe Show. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Mark Stiles is, uh, we, we're having some uh, technical difficulties here, but he's going to jump right back on, I have no doubt. But, um, how have you been doing, Tom? How's the week been? You know, it's not been a bad week, Dr. Joe. So one, th one thing that's been in the news that is kind of a breath of fresh air. We have a, a new telescope up in the sky. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? It is. And it's so easy to, for me to be jaded. I don't know if you've known this, but uh, I've, I've been... You? You, Tom? Yeah. You know, I've been a bit of a sourpuss about that whole fascism and climate change and COVID thing. Tom, yeah, it's true. Go on. But to, to look at what we could do and where we could be. Yeah. And it makes me think we could be worthy one day because there's a, there are two concepts, three concepts that kind of worry me, but also make me a little hopeful. One is the Drake equation, which is just a mathematical equation of how likely it is that there are other intelligent life forms in the galaxy. Yeah. The Fermi paradox is to say to the Drake equation, well, if it's that likely that we could coexist with them, where are they? Yeah. Concept number three, the great filter. Mm. Any intelligent civilization would eventually either destroy themselves or be destroyed by something we can't observe. Yeah, but that's what we're trying to prevent with the I am approach. Yeah. No pressure, Dr. Joe. Oh, you know, well, I can manage it, but not alone. But that's the whole idea, right? As soon as we developed a prefrontal cortex that could anticipate the future, we could anticipate that we would not be here. That drives us a little bit limbic, like really scared us. But now we can do something different. We can get back to that prefrontal cortex. Sophie actually just did, uh, my daughter Sophie, or Science with Sophie, just did a bit on a news program talking about uh, space and, and this amazing, amazing feature that we have. But, you know, there are so many things that we can do to improve ourselves with the I am as well, because even though we're doing the best we can, if we don't like it, we can change it. And we have a guest tonight who can really give us guidance on how to make those changes. So Tom, could you introduce our guest? But in a moment, I just want to say, hi, Mark. Good to have you on. <laughs> oh, hi, Hello, Dr. Joe. Hello, Tom. You all right? Hello. Things good. We're glad yeah, you're yeah. here. I, I actually went to the phone. I, uh, I think I have finally pushed my computer beyond its limits. So it, uh, it spit back at me just now. So I, uh, I adapted, Dr. Joe. I went to the phone and, and I zoomed in through phone. How do I sound? Okay. You sound great. That small change can have a big effect. And you see, yeah. this is what the universe is all about. We are learning so much more every moment. Tom, now please introduce our guest for tonight. Absolutely, Dr. Joe. Our guest tonight is an avid reader, award-winning speaker, and certified John Maxwell team coach. He is the author of Going North, Tips and Techniques to Advance Yourself, and runs a top-rated self-help podcast with the same name that interviews authors from all over the world. 
He is an active member of Toastmasters International and has been rewarded for his leadership in 2015, 2016 as an area director. Coming to us tonight from Baltimore, Maryland, welcome Dominique Dom Brightman. Yay! Woo! Yes, indeed. <laughs> Feels good to be in the building. <laughs> it's good to have you here. And you've got another book out as well, right? This uh, Stay the Course? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely stay the course. Got to keep people focused out here because in this land of distractions that we're in, where everything's vying for our attention, whether it's positive or negative, definitely have to stay the course to your goals, dreams, and aspirations. Mm, great, great message. So, Tom, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into this whole world? Oh, yeah. Well, I'd say around a decade and some change after coming out of the womb, <laughs> actually <laughs> found my way over to self-help books and self-development after the year of 2012, where people thought the world was going to end. But all that really happened is that folks in America lost Twickets for a month, <laughs> of all things. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. And instead of uh, crying over Twinkies, not even a big fan of Twinkies, actually... That was the year I actually discovered the whole self-development for my own personal life because for years I actually had a part-time job at a local library from the last two years in high school. I held it through college and I kind of fell out of love of, for reading books because in school, especially if you make the mistake that a lot of us make and choose a major that you think is going to be good for making money but you don't like it makes you hate reading and you get all these textbooks that make you hate reading and after that year that summer where I had a nice little setback sandwich where in the july father actually went out for a drive and he actually ended up getting lost for 36 hours and we discovered that he had dementia after some kind police officers were able to find him and take him off the road because he was driving on the wrong side of the road Fast forward about a good six or so weeks later, on a day I turned 21, on my way to IT security class, get into a car accident, making a left turn, the darn brick jammed in my car. And then a few more weeks later, at my job, it was coming up to my five-year anniversary, and we were having some new people coming in that were going to be some new hires, but boss called me in at the time and was like, hey, you've been screwing up here, here, and there with some miscommunication issues. And I'm like, oh, darn, I thought I knew how to separate my personal life and my professional life. But altogether, life is still life no matter what area it is. Kind of like the whole I am approach with that wonderful circle. It's all together in a way with those domains. And lo and behold, I realized, oh, wow, something had to change. But something good happened in that meeting. She mentioned something that stuck in the back of my mind she mentioned that folks are going to be looking at to me as a leader because i was at that particular location for five years and if you've been somewhere for five years and they haven't fired you yet they figured you must know something right you haven't done anything too stupid yet so lo and behold went to the 650s in the business and leadership section read a book by john maxwell changed my perspective and became a voracious reader again reading a bunch of books back to back reading at least a good 50 to, 50 to 100 books a year and it's been changed for the better just fell in love with reading again because i could actually read books that actually helped me to get better in life and ending up influencing others in a positive way that's a lot of books but that's also a powerful story about your dad and how all these things began to influence your life you know in 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 the book that, that you sent us um 
there's a moment that was really beautiful when you were talking about gratitude. I mean, I know we're skipping towards the end of the book, but you brought up your dad. Can you just maybe talk a little bit about that moment in the book about going to your dad? Oh, definitely, of course. And that Alzheimer's journey, it was definitely an interesting time, just to say the least. <laughs> there is a lot of words to describe it. Interesting would probably encapsulate all of it. Because to be honest, his last five years that we were based, I was basically one of his main caregivers for his lifetime. I, I learned more about my dad in those five years than the other 20 years that I've known that I've been with him. And this was actually in, I'd say around, started around a good December 2016. It was a couple months after my first book was published, Going North, and doing all these wonderful TV interviews and promoting the book and getting started, doing some speaking, some coaching, more leadership training. But my dad himself, he was in a nursing home during that winter time, and they were actually allowing us to actually carry him home for a bit during Christmas. They're like, hey, you could take him home for about a good couple hours if you can get him back within a certain amount of time. And we did just that. We brought him home. He had had a twinkle in his eyes of joy because he, he was in the latest stage of dementia at that time where he would sundown and go in and out. And he just enjoyed his time, but he enjoyed it so much that when it came time for him to go back to the darn nursing home and he sundown again and woke up in a place that was still strange to him, he had a bad fall and cracked four of his ribs and his lung collapsed. And he ended up having to go to emergency surgery a good 32 hours later after he found out what the heck happened to him and after begging the nursing staff to check up on him and have some x-rays done. And he never really fully recovered from that. So three months passed, and around March of that year, 2017, I'd say the week before the 13th, we had to make a decision whether or not to put him on a feeding tube. And it was a good thing we didn't because he was in a place where he probably just pulled the darn feeding tube out since he wasn't eating by choice anymore. And lo and behold, <laughs> good thing we didn't make that decision because... At that time, I was still managing a lot. I was spinning a lot of plates in the air. I was trying to juggle a whole lot of stuff. And there was this part in a meeting where Toastmasters called Table Topics, where you basically get a topic, talk for one to two minutes about that topic. And the topic I was given was to name three people who've had a major influence on your life. And the first two were easy, my dad being one of them. And the other parts of that was where the topics master, since we were good friends, he said, hey, now I want you to thank them. So ran to the nursing home that night, forgetting that visiting hours were <laughs> done after nine o'clock. It was about a good 10 o'clock when I got there. <laughs> they came back the following morning and thanked my dad for all the wonderful wisdom that he's given to me in life because he instilled the values of respect for others which i know you're big about dr joe as well as working hard having a spiritual foundation because even though my mom is heavily religious my dad was too he actually was the one that would took, take me to sunday school every sunday and he instilled those values of respect and being a hard worker and having a spiritual foundation heck even getting my education which explains my love for reading nowadays and he passed away five days later after that mm -hmm. and i could just think like all that time in his last days and never occurred to me to thank him for 
and anything. I was just glad he was alive. I never actually verbally told him and expressed my gratitude for him and just gave him those words, those kind words while I was here. And it was a good thing that I got that challenge. And it's just a challenge to all of us. Like in this year, especially, it's been fierce for a lot of people. Like thank your loved ones now if they've had a positive influence on your life. Thank them, hug them, tell them that you love them and thank them for whatever good they've done for you in your life because folks need to hear that because you may not see them tomorrow. Dom, I, I so appreciate you starting us off with that really powerful story because it is so much about gratitude, it's respect. How did you start the podcast, Dom? Uh, great question. Funny enough, I started the podcast as a way to market my first book, but realizing that I wanted it to be bigger than me, I decided to come from a place of service. And in probably one of my favorite books, The Art of the Start, it mentions how you should really go into business to make meaning. And my podcast is making meaning by giving fellow writers, fellow published authors, especially first-time authors, a voice and a platform to get their voices heard. And funny enough, <laughs> that's how the podcast was born. And even fun fact about the show, it originally was going to be called the Mr. Music and Reads podcast because I'm big into, I guess I have a little bit of an eclectic taste in music. I, I like hip-hop, but also like smooth jazz, acid jazz, a little bit of classical music as well. And a lot of independent artists came my way via YouTube since 2010. But instead of going that route, focusing more on giving writers a voice and interviewing them, it's, it's basically a hundred flowers just blossomed. Like if you go in to business to make meaning, you will have a meaningful existence at another level because really business is truly service. Leadership is service and self-awareness, service aspect, that will unlock new levels of self-awareness because really that's really where it's all about in 650 so authors later about to be five years into the game later <laughs> i guess it's proof <laughs> it is proof and, and full disclosure adam had invited me on the show to talk about unleashing the power of respect and really appreciated that opportunity and said you're, you're giving all these people a voice come on the dr joe show and, and give us yours give us yours so here he is going north how did you how did you come up with the title going north uh, the title was actually a joke. It was actually on my day to work when I was semi-running late, and the colleague was like, hey, Dom, how's it going? And for some reason, I just wanted to be literal and silly. It's like, hey, I'm going north. I'm going up. <laughs> <laughs> and another colleague heard it, and she just busted out laughing because it's just so random because I'm sure a lot of folks have heard folks say, hey, how's it going? But they haven't really took it literal. And I'm like, I'm a pretty literal guy. I like to be silly and playful. I give folks a corn cob every now and then, metaphorically speaking. And that's how the going north philosophy came to be. But years later, I had to really think of a title for my first book. And going north became the title for the book. Because ever since that one day where it was just a joke, every now and then, that would be one of my main three responses when someone would ask me, hey, how's it going? Or, hey, how I'm doing? And I'd be like, hey, I'm going north. I'm advancing here. And mm. it's all about advancing others to advance yourself. Yeah. So tell us a bit more about going north. And first, how do we how do we get how do we get to read it? 
Oh, sure thing. So going north, you can find it on Amazon or wherever good books are sold. And it's also a podcast, as we mentioned earlier, where other authors come on. And the good thing about really going north, it's really about advancement for all, no matter what stage of life it, that you're in, whether it be health, wealth, or happiness. Like some folks, they may want to have supreme health. I've had great doctors on, like, of course, Dr. Joe. Of course, got to go for the brownie points here, the easy brownies. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, indeed. And wealth, I mean, of course, had money experts. Um, heck, even Rachel Richards was one had two years ago mm-hmm. on the show where she mentioned that, hey, like job security is not the same as income security. Like just re- wonderful folks giving from different walks of life, just helping folks realize that success is tangible. And that's really what it's all about. And the advancement philosophy is about having a positive mindset embracing your dreams and helping others to embrace theirs because we all have dreams goals desires and ambitions even if it's to be the best couch potato ever even though i'm not saying it's the best goal you should have it's a goal (laughs) yeah and i i think that both tom and mark live up to that as well that we're always trying to not just improve ourselves but to give other people the opportunity to do that as well. Mark, do you think that that fits what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I love what he says, you know, advance others to advance yourself, right? There's terms very similar to that, you know, um, right, we all rise with the tide, right? All boats rise with the tide and, and give out low, give out uh, slices and it comes back in loaves. I, I love all of that but I love what you're doing with the podcast. How much are you learning from other people by bringing them on and talking with them? Mm. Oh man, I could probably, if I dedicated the focus, at least three books out of all the stuff, my goodness, like one of the major things that I've gained and learned from one of the guests in particular was just really customer development. And this was like episode, I believe 88 of the podcast, like back in 20, 17 that actually helped my second book to become a bestseller where you basically query those in your network query your audience and asking hey what do you want out of a particular book like hey, sustainable success what comes to mind and really focusing asking what people's pain points are and then making sure you develop the right product in mind for that customer and just changing or better yet up leveling your service leadership ability because at the end of the day, if you're going to be of service to others, you have to know what they want. And WIIFM is probably the second best radio station right now. Of course, the first best radio station to one that folks listen to right now, of course. And uh, just really Dom. help. You're <laughs> help so them. good, Dom. You're so good. <laughs> WATD. Yes, Siree. Nice. Yeah. And that's really what it's all about. Knowing what people want and giving it to them. And that's just one of so many like the goal of the show is to interview over a thousand different authors and i'm over halfway there so <laughs> that's, that's how, a do lot. You, how do you find out what somebody wants simply asking them and also sometimes it's going out into the wild yourself and leaving a trail i know steve jobs is a big example of basically developing a product first before 
folks tend to like it because the iPhone itself, that wasn't in folks' radar. The BlackBerry was the original thing that people loved. Like, hey, give me this small keyboard here, even though I got these big fat thumbs. Like, I'll, like give me a bigger, smaller keyboard. But it's like, oh, no, you want a smartphone that's beautiful. Like, you want something that's designed well and metaphorically lift the buttons off the phone. You want something that you'll enjoy. And sometimes it just requires testing. Asking and testing, and sometimes testing, then asking. Those are really the two major ways to find out what people want. And another thing, too, from interviewing a bunch of folks from all over the globe is that at the end of the day, we all want the same things in life, maybe in different variants, but to be respected, to have necessities, to be able to survive and thrive, and also to know that we can actually have some happiness people want peace of mind at the end of the day everyone wants peace of mind and they want respect from their fellow humans that they're around a lot so if you have those things that's basically the major things and if you can ask and test to find out what makes people happy what makes people feel good and what makes people not feel so good and giving them the opposite of that then that's the major way to find out what people want us to ask test or sometimes test then ask and then you mentioned pain points I've, I've heard this before our audience may not know what a pain point really refers to other than you know what what you feel in your knees after you've done a lot of gardening or your back what, what, <laughs> is, a, what is a pain point uh sure thing I've, i'm pretty sure this probably bases a lot in the marketing field where you're looking out for if you have a client of mine, some call it an avatar, like, hey, this is Tom, for example. Not not, not though Tom is next to me, to, to my left on my Zoom screen here. Let's say, like, Tom or whatever, like a magical Tom. Let, let's call him, let's let's give him two first names, Jim Tom. He's, like, 31 years old. He has a bachelor's degree. He's looking to advance in his career, basically giving him a solution for his problem. How does he advance in his career? How does he develop his leadership ability? He wants to gain more leadership ability like okay one solution maybe to join toastmasters up your public speaking ability toastmasters international is an organization where folks develop their leadership skills and their public speaking skills that organization figured out two pain points the major point being public speaking a lot of folks fear public speaking speaking in public and that's a pain point helping folks getting over fears just so that so that's probably the long-winded answer of what a pain point is, just finding out what get, what makes people feel displeasure or discomfort and finding ways to get them to the point where they feel pleasure and comfort. Hmm. Well, I, I, certainly, I certainly applaud that. Let's talk about it. Stay the course. And then there's there, when you wrote to me in an email, you said there's an acronym that goes along with it. So, Dom, I'm handing it over to you. Where do we go? Oh, yeah, always north. That's right. Even if we're going east, it's northeast. It's <laughs> going to be north involved. It's <laughs> the right direction. <laughs> That's right, indeed. All the puns intended. But yeah, the second. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But the acronym, yeah, magical acronym. So thanks to caffeine and focus and a lot of overcoming self-doubt and just putting all these wonderful keys together like what are the major things that helps folks to be at their best 
And if we have any listeners in the audience who may have the name Mitch, they may love this acronym. <laughs> so the M in Mitch stands for Mental Awareness. That's Mental Awareness. Then there's the I, which is influence awareness. Hmm. And I know that's really huge for the Dr. Joe show indeed, definitely influence. Mm -hmm. And then there's the T, which is time awareness. Those who are high performers, top performers, elite performers, they all are aware of the time and they know how to get the most out of the clock. And then there's C, which is connection awareness. Do you have your metaphorical Wi-Fi signal open to connect with great people in your life and to invite them into it. And then there's the H, to put the thumb on the hand with the whole glove, and that is habit awareness. Your habits determine your future because your habits, once you do them long enough, they'll be basically in your muscle memory. You'll basically do them automatically and you won't even need any help with anything at all you'll just basically do it like if you use the snooze button too much <laughs> and you don't get out of that habit you're going to be snoozing every day <laughs> so let's let's dive into them one by one let's talk about the first one mental awareness ah uh, yes mental awareness this is a big one because it's really all about mindset it's a huge buzzword in social media especially in the wonderful self-development space because it's so darn true your mindset really determines a lot of the results that you get into your life because a lot of folks they defeat themselves before they get into battle metaphorically speaking like getting out of the bed can be a challenge for a lot of people i know that depression is an all-time high now and that is a huge mental block that really sometimes even requires a wonderful trained specialist in that area and for the for those who may not be up to that point but just need a little reminder it's really all about having your mindset right and developing the right mindset and it's easier said than done because even once you develop it you it's just like bathing it's something you have to do every day because if you don't do it every day you're obviously going to stink and you don't want to stink away your success <laughs> yeah. and it's really all about getting yourself mentally ready so one of the major things that Help me to develop a powerful mindset and develop more self-awareness in the area of mental awareness is an acronym R-A-V-E. And that's R for reading, great material, A, audio immersion, making sure I listen to great content every day, whether it's music or this wonderful radio station with the Dr. Joe show and checking out all of his backlog and future <laughs> episodes to come. And then there's the V for visual stimulation. YouTube is basically the new TV, <laughs> as well as Instagram and TikTok and all those other darn social medias that found out that video content is basically king now in terms of attention grabbing. And the E for encouraging yourself and others, because if you're living and breathing, you, knew you need encouragement. So with reading great material, no matter how small it is, I know I read a lot of books not everyone needs to read 50 books a year because I know not everyone wants to make time for that. But even reading speeding tickets and making sure, hey, do I really have to show up to court that day? Do I have to, <laughs> like making sure like, hey, is it did he really write this down right? Just even reading the smallest things to be aware. Heck, even reading a wonderful inspirational quote. I read inspirational quotes every day. Audio immersion. Listen to wonderful music to get me in a certain mood every day sometimes more chilling sometimes old video game soundtracks that may have guitar riffs and things like that to help get me in a certain state of mind to perform and the visual stimulation that 
definitely. Like what we see is what we become eventually. Because back in, I have a background in martial arts and Taekwondo. And to help with the forms, I would basically check out a certain YouTube channel where the certain Taekwondo forms were online. And I would practice them as the demonstrator online was doing them to improve and keep myself going. And just those wonderful things, because one thing, too, about mental awareness is that our eyes are actually the only exterior part of our brain. Something I even learned last year after the book is the fact that, hey, our eyes are actually part of our brain and they can absorb thousands of images in milliseconds. That's another reason why a lot of big logos and businesses like McDonald's, like you see the Golden Arches, you know, that's McDonald's. You see the Little Mermaid in Green Circle, that's Starbucks. You're, you're going to see the mermaid before you see Starbucks. That's why a lot of companies, Nike with the swoosh, images stick out so heavily and so hard in your mind and so fast. So making sure that you're taking care of the garden of your mind, and that's mental awareness. Yeah. You, you started off also by talking about overcoming self-doubt. So what's what was your strategy for that oh my strategy for that <laughs> don't doubt One... yourself on it just i'm just curious <laughs> well played indeed <laughs> he's a master <laughs> y'all <laughs> but definitely overcoming self-doubt one of the major things was basically having to remind myself that even though there are a lot of folks out there sharing the same message in different ways there are still people that i will be able to reach that others cannot reach heck even in this wonderful ancient book known as the bible itself christ himself even mentioned that to his disciples that they were going to do greater works than him one of his disciples peter actually reached thousands of people at the day of pentecost recorded in the book of acts and lots of miracles were done after his day and when you think about it back in the day when he reached thousands of people like the tools we have now where we get to reach even more people across the globe like being able to do greater works like that, like that was really encouragement, just focusing on what I can do, what I've learned and what I've actually applied in my life that I can share with others that they can at least look at and take the time to consider, see if it applies to their own life and apply it, or if not, they let it fly. So that's really what helped me to really get over self-doubt is just focusing on what I can contribute as opposed to focusing on the others that I may have had conversations with who may have tons more followers and material things than me because at the end of the day even though they're great they do great things there is still my little slice of the pie that I can still give to others yeah and does that lead to the influence awareness it actually does I see what you did there that's right that was a beautiful transition he's a master (laughs) (laughs) y'all Yes, indeed, because influence awareness and that even that's that's another reason why influence follows the mindset, because once you get your mind right, everything else usually follows. Not at the speed you want, mind you, but it does follow because your environment is also going to determine your level of success in life, because actually, when I think back a few years ago, my day job actually work at a local library and especially back in. A few years ago, there was a kid, and one of the security guards was talking to him, and he was telling him, hey, you're hanging out with a bunch of losers here. You're always coming in here, joking around with them, and having your pants sagging and not really doing anything. And then he was like, hey, yo, Dom, like, tell them 
the truth, man. Like, tell them, like, you, like you're an example here of changing your friends because the classic cliche of, hey, show me your five best friends, I'll show you your future. It's so true because mm-hmm. himself, when he changed his friend group, he actually got into slam poetry, started writing more poetry. He even got a job at the local library for a few months while I was in high school. We even hired him at the library at, a, at the time, even before he went off into college. All because he decided to change his environment in terms of the friends that he was hanging around to a different set of friends where they were all about advancement and he advanced himself because kind of like with time, we usually perform to the amount of time we have. If we give ourselves a long period of time, like let's say if we give ourselves an hour to do a five minute task, a lot of us are going to try to take out that whole hour. But if you give yourself three minutes to do a five minute task, you'll probably get the task done in two minutes and 50 seconds because we really perform to where we what our limitations at so sometimes we have to raise the bar on ourselves by getting in the right environment to have a positive influence in our own lives and the lives of others and being aware of that influence and it seems that you have masterfully moved right into the time awareness oh yeah i gotta love mit gotta love the mitts (laughs) time awareness the key reason why i i Well, there's two key reasons. One, they all have awareness in it for obvious reasons, but also the fact time management is really a fallacy. You can't manage time. We all get the same amount in a day, and there's no more, no less time you have. It it depends on what you do with your time. So if you allow yourself to get sucked into the black hole of social media, which is a high advice for a lot of folks nowadays scrolling through the phone yours truly guilty from time to time as well then it's going to eat at your time but if you're aware of where your attention is going then you're definitely going to put yourself in a better position because if you manage your attention you'll manage your time but if you don't manage your attention and you don't intentionally focus on doing things that'll benefit you right now and in the future then your attention is going to take a lot of time away from you. You It's basically you'll go to bed today and you'll wake up and it'll be August the 15th. And you're like, dude, I thought it was July. <laughs> what happens to the rest of July? All because of not letting your attention basically wander off into a giant video game, getting lost on an adventure that you probably didn't want it to go on. You, you give some... Um some great practical advice and, and tools for the time management in, in the book. You want to, which, which are the ones you think are the things that somebody could apply right today in terms of time awareness? Uh, for time awareness, definitely using the alarm clock feature on your phone more than just waking up during the day if you actually need your phone to wake up. Because even sometimes they're, are times where it's like, all right, I have to get this task done, let's say podcast episode editing, usually set the clock for about a good half an hour. So that way I can give myself a break to stand up every now and then because sitting down for a long time is bad for your body. You got to make sure you move a lot, especially nowadays where <laughs> a certain uh, virus is actually weight gain. <laughs> and focusing on just using... That is a feature, and also focusing not only on using your alarm clock for basically a lot of your activities during the day besides waking up, but also 
measuring your time in 15 minute blocks some some call it the power of 15 some call it the power of the 24 golden box cars in your life known as the 24 hours in a day and plotting out your day in 15 minute blocks and tracking your time because if you can track your time for a week maybe even two weeks and then go back and look at it and see like oh my goodness like that darn tiktok took away 30 minutes of my time i just opened the app and there it goes a half an hour like that was like a lunch break for somebody <laughs> like yeah. just really measuring your time and seeing where it goes and then being aware of it now and seeing how you can move past that into the future so those two things have definitely helped me a lot in just being aware of the time and how my attention goes to certain areas of living and how to adjust those to more areas of growth what about the connection awareness ah uh, yes connection awareness definitely I believe it was the wonderful Bob Berger said that we usually do business and refer business to the people we know, like, and trust. And if people know you, they like you, and they trust you with their business or with their children or their lives, then you have connected with a wonderful person. And this actually happened in my own life back in grade school, first day at a new school, Christian school, spent my first six years, six grades in public school, first time in private school. I was sitting by myself at a table because <laughs> I was like one of the last kids in line to get lunch. And I was like, oh, wow, I have no idea who is here. I don't know anybody. And I wasn't as much of an ambivert back then. I wasn't the extroverted introvert that I am today back then. I haven't really found a way to get out the turtle shell metaphorically. And what a guy just invited me over. A guy came over named John Foster. He invited me over. It's like, hey, you want, my name is John. You want to come over and sit with me and my friends? It was, and I'm like, sure, why not? I'm like, this is a gift from God, I guess. And he invited me over to the his table, and there were two other guys sitting there, and another guy named John, another guy named Jordan. So three J's, like, <laughs> it's like so many J's. J for joy, because that's what it was. And after that, we've been friends for a very long time. We've been lifelong buddies since then, and I've grown from them. And funny enough, they're upperclassmen. They were a grade above me, and I learned so much from them over the years, started learning from them. Heck, even my good buddy Jordan Russell, he actually helped me with my first book to help even get me on TV, and and I'm always going to be eternally grateful for him and the others for the support they give me. And even though at that time, I wasn't gregarious back then, but my Wi-Fi signal was out. Somebody was praying for me, and I guess I just had that vibe of, hey, <laughs> help the new kid on the block. <laughs> and sometimes we have to be that helping hand for other people, and sometimes need that helping hand from other people and connect with people. Like, you never know how your life can change just by saying hi to someone. Like, it nowadays when people are stuck on their phones, heck, even depending on the COVID situation wherever you are today just saying hi to the person next to you in the elevator if they're in there with you start your little conversation or make a little snarky comment that might get a good chuckle out of them because i remember one day coming out of a barnes and noble and a and a, and a purse it looked like it's it was just reeking of cigarette smoke and i just came out and i was like man somebody smoked the whole pack out here and then the <laughs> chick walked by and she just busted out laughing and we had a conversation after that all because i made a conference i made a snarky comment to get a chuckle and was thinking out loud and she said i and that was a great conversation afterwards and that's all in connection awareness just having that metaphorical wi-fi signal out for great people to come into your life yeah it's great. Every, you know one of my phrases every friend was once a stranger 
you know, you're, that's what you said about John. Comes over, complete stranger, and he's now a lifelong friend. So, folks, I, I hope you all remember this. Every friend was once a stranger. All these people that we may not know, every one of them could be a friend. How cool is that? And so, with that in mind, tell us about the habit awareness, because this, this I think, is a big, big challenge for a lot of people. It is. It, it actually is. It's a big challenge. Heck, I've even struggled with this in the past. And one of the main habits that actually stalled some of my success was just getting on a bad sleep schedule. Because at that time when I was writing this book and when my first book was published, I was scattered in so many different areas. I had a full-time job at a local library, part-time caregiver for my dying dad at the time. And with the book itself starting that, <laughs> on top of everything else, and also being in the Toastmasters National Organization as a volunteer leader, overseeing 17 different public speaking clubs in the Northern Maryland area, I was basically stretching myself thin and wasn't getting enough sleep. And that caused me to gain a bunch of weight. And because that leads to basically bad eating habits, <laughs> drinking uh -huh. too much coffee or caffeine. <laughs> I got to tell you, isn't that the craziest thing, right? <laughs> said that to me. They said, Dr. Joe, you're stretched so thin. And I said, yeah, and I'm still overweight. <laughs> what the heck is that? You know, what the heck? To so go on, <laughs> I just couldn't help it. So, so, you, so you end up getting into this, this habit, this routine. Yeah. Yeah, some some nights it's it was zero to two hours of sleep every night for like five days in a row. And that was bad for me. That was extremely bad. I gained a bunch of weight, not all of it muscle and then lost some of the weight before the book was published and was getting back to metaphorical fighting shape. And then the COVID-21 showed up and then it's like, all right, cool. Guess I'm going back into the drawing board again of getting back into fighting shape. But at least I got more muscle this time. But yeah, definitely sleep was the major thing heck even like one one major thing is the fact that you also need to make networking one of your major habits and making it really one of your muscle memory habits because nowadays where especially when i guess on podcasts or if i'm a lot or folks come on my show if if folks ask they may be like hey you know any other podcasts i can guest on and if i can think of somebody who's still actively podcasting because a lot of folks don't stay in podcasting that long i can recommend them to them or if they have a particular subject and i believe i have a good rapport with somebody and they might mesh well together i'll just link them up without even asking them just connecting people with other people because we are so overstimulated with technology why not be overstimulated with good connection with good people well, you know, there are so many things here um, that we can offer our, our listeners. You know, the I am approach, which you've mentioned, um, we have four domains. We're always doing the best we can to potentially change, but influenced by the four domains of your home domain, speak, speaking about that, the social domain, like being at work or at school, the biological domain of your brain and body. Are you hungry? Are you tired? Are you getting into a habit with poor sleep schedule and putting on weight, or, and then the IC domain. How do I see myself? How do I think other people see me? 
because these four domains interconnect, a small change can have a big effect. You don't need to change everything. I mean, the small change of your dad going out and being lost for 36 hours, or that small change of John coming over and saying, hey, come sit with us. These small changes can have big effects. Dom, what small change can you recommend to our listeners, given what we're talking about tonight with Stay the Course? One small change that folks can make is to write down three victories that they had today. If they woke up today, that's a victory. If they still are alive at the end of the night when they're tacking down their victories, that's a victory within itself. Because they say tomorrow's not promised. Heck, today isn't promised. You could be here today, gone today. Also, making it to work on time, making it to work, still having a job, getting that job promotion, guesting on the Dr. Joe show, finishing a chapter in a book, getting 500 words onto your laptop or Google Doc or a piece of paper, reading a chapter out of a book. Like just no matter how big or small the victory, just tracking down your victories and counting them. So I say counting your victories, that is definitely a small change that people can make because it's also in a way back to the beginning of gratitude, being grateful for the things that happen in your life, but also seeing it as a victory. Because even though we're in a rough time right now, there are other people out there who are doing a lot worse and they would trade places with us in an instant, especially in the U.S. of A., no matter how crazy things may appear to be. So just counting your victories. Yeah. And every victory you count, you know, value and victory, it's not a coincidence. They start with the same letter. So the second truth of the I am, everybody's interested in what you think or feel about them. You're part of someone's home or social domain. And you know that through their IC domain, it affects their biological because, you know, it feels different when you feel respected or disrespected. So the second truth, you control no one, you influence everyone. You get to choose the kind of influence you want to be. Dom Brightman, what kind of influence do you want to be? I want to be a progressive influence. Advance others to advance yourself. All about advancing, getting better than what you were yesterday. (laughs) One of my favorite quotes of all time, Ric Flair, to be the man, you gotta beat the man. To be the person that you want to be tomorrow, beat the person that you were yesterday, always seek to become better today and every other day going forward. Great. Dom, thank you so much. Folks, you can find dombrightman.com. You can find his books. You can find his podcast. Please tune in and listen. He's a great influence. Dom, well, thank you so much, folks. We'll see, see you Dom, next week. Bye, Mark. Bye, Tom. Madness, sadness, just a show.